0: Episode 78. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? God damn it. What do you want? I have to go. Renemy fans, I'm Asus. The man on the other side of the mic is EC. How you doing, EC? <clears throat>
1: Excuse me. Happy Happy Thanksgiving, Asus. Hey, Almost choked there. Good to see you. Good to hear from you again. Uh, how are you and the family? Exciting times. <clears throat> uh, we're doing good.
0: We're doing good. We're doing good. We're getting ready for the bird day. The bird day. That would, you know, trying to, you know, just have a little fun. You know, time off this week. You know, but uh, how was how, how was everything in the well you'd call um Set Diego or as AKA they would call it Wells Retiner.
1: <laughs> San Diego was great. Um obviously uh showcases this is one of the first ones for me. My wife's been a couple of times, but it was different. actually seeing the college coaches watching the actual game was really cool and got some uh feedback from some pretty cool schools and so I'm very, very excited for the next one. Uh Sent some emails back, so keep this uh, keep this thing rolling, so they can pay for that college, baby. Yes, yes, <laughs> pay for yeah. it all.
0: That's all. guess. I mean, your daughter's doing great. She's uh, she's you know taking care of her things. So let's hope. Uh, let's hope. Let's hope. Hey, maybe she plays for Manchester United someday. We'll, I mean,
1: that would we'll, be a dream come true.
0: Right. Let's let's, let's see if she, let's see if that happens. Let's uh, let's get her to Manchester United so she can wear the number seven.
1: Like we're mm-hmm. be awesome.
0: Right? Well, I see, I know we haven't talked uh, in a bit. Uh, last week, you know, we're a bit on international break, and really there was not much to talk about uh, during the international break. I mean, I just didn't want to regurgitate a lot of things that everybody was just rumor mill, rumor mill. You know, this and that about all and all this and all and that and blah, 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 blah. Because, I mean, there's only so much of that you can take. Well, the tipping point, you see, the tipping point was the weekend at Watford. The 4 0 ass kicking by maybe a relic, you know, in relegation contention, Watford, that they gave us. That was the tipping point for the board to get Rillowoli, to sack him. But yet we have no plan going forward. What was the issue in your opinion this weekend with the players? Why they couldn't play against a mediocre Watford EC Not even a <clears throat> mediocre, less than mediocre Watford.
1: I did <clears throat> man my throat. I, I honestly I think that it's just been kind of it's not really a surprise, I guess, to me. I, I don't think a lot of the players have a lot of confidence. Um, you can kind of see, you know, the players who who do have confidence, and it's kind of weird because it was, you know, the player who hadn't played a lot kind of was probably the most comfortable player out there on the pitch besides uh, David De Gea, who, again, is just, in my opinion, the best goalkeeper in the world right now, the way he's playing. Um, I just think they just they just look very they just don't look confident. It's the same old story and I know we're not going to, you know, harp on Ollie and his tactics and all this and all this and that. They just don't look like they've got a clue as to how to play the game. They still look like they're waiting for one person to press, they're waiting for one person to make a move and we're just not moving as a cohesive unit. And so, I wasn't shocked uh, I'm going into the game. I, I I literally, I never go into the game this season. I haven't anyway, probably since the nev- the, the Newcastle game. I've never gone into it thinking we're going to go out in there and dominate. I've always just thought there's going to be someone who's going to make something happen, but the football is going to be crap, but we might be able to make something happen. So, you know, if a team is smart and they're playing against us, they're going to press, they're going to come out aggressive because they're probably going to try to sneak something early. And Watford did. Um, if Sar was on his game, if he had a better game, he probably would have scored a hat trick in the first half. So I just got <laughs> more did points not...
0: than fantasy for him.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. If he just imagine if that kid has a game. I mean, and he still scored a goal, but just imagine if he scores the pin, he should have probably scored again in the first half, and then he finally scores a goal. So I just I just think that there's that the other coach kind of knows going in. You just have to be aggressive. You have to press them aggressively because they don't pass the ball well. You have to press them aggressively because they try to play out from the back. And if you get a goal, their heads will go down. And I kind of feel like that's kind of the blueprint to beating Manchester United um, as of right now. So wasn't shocked. <clears throat> wasn't shocked at all. Um, disappointed, but not shocked. I wasn't blown away. Um, I actually thought they were going to score a lot earlier than they did, um, you know, shout out to the Gea for saving back-to-back penalties i mean that was just ridiculous mm-hmm. i was on the edge of my seat what was it <laughs> six minutes in so um it's just one of those things I, th- I just think it's it's confidence i think the guys you can see it out there um i mean just just look at via which i know we'll get to later but you can just see those guys are making a pass before they even get the ball they kind of already know where men are going to be before before the ball even reaches them so um you know I, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised. Um, the rumor, the rumor mill going around. I've listened to uh, a new podcast that I just found. So shout out to um, The Athletic. They've got a podcast called Talk of the Devils. Um, I respect Carl Anka. Carl Anka was, was a United Athletic um, reporter who was kicked out of many press conferences for asking only about tactics. Um, Andy Mitten, who I'm sure you've heard and know as well. So they have their own podcast, and it was rumored that at halftime um, Ole was told that it was over. I don't know if that's true. That's been reported. They started getting phone calls and text messages. Um, that's kind of how those those stories start. Um, and so I think, you know, the way it ended with him waving and and, and saying goodbye, I think he knew as well. So I um, <clears throat> wasn't shocked. didn't really like the Bruno thing because I thought he played probably one of his worst performances in a United shirt. Um don't think he should have said anything, but he did. I understood what he was trying to say, but I just thought the timing was was bad. It's like just go out there and play better. We don't need you to now defend the coach. Defending the coach would have been you having a great game. And I think that whole game, I think he might have made one good play. So um not shocked. Um don't feel bad for the guy. He's gonna get a huge settlement and he'll probably get a coaching job somewhere else.
0: <clears throat>
1: you bring you bring
0: up a lot of things, EC. Again. <coughs> let me, me read. Let me reiterate here. We lost to Watford, four-one, away at Vicarage Road, which some could say is is, um, is a place that um, it's hard to play. But Watford sacked their coach, and they brought in Claudio Ranieri, Ranieri or whatever you want to say. It. Uh, he saved Leicester's. You know, I mean, his shit, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's proven, right? But yet he got sacked by Lister. You have international players coming off international break. Let's say, uh, let me give you an example of, this, of, of such player. A player that scores a goal and his celebration is, what is he? what did he do? fold his ears like he's like he wants to hear more um, more of the public you know more of the trash talking that he's getting
1: That's against Estonia against <laughs> or Estonia. someone
0: exactly you have certain players on this team they go out on an international break and perform we all I mean we, everybody can agree right now period hands down Ole, you know, his tactics these are, the, you know, there's already you know, David De Gea was probably the death nail in the coffin in my opinion, if you're they're reporting that by halftime it was done, it was a done deal but De Gea's comments by the end of the game when he said that we don't know what to do with the ball I just first and foremost I mean, that this kind of my opinion or obviously, yes it's on coaching tactics wise, but y'all are international players period I mean y'all forgot once you put the United Jersey once you come to Carrington, you need people to tell you how to play football that's that's I didn't understand that DC, and I can understand you you know you said you need a vision yes I understand a, a vision you know uh this is what we're, you know, this is what we're going to be here. You know, this is what we're going to run, yada, yada, yada. When the inmates in the asylum don't know what to do, you know what I mean? It's, I just, I just find it it's very... It's sad.
1: <clears throat> it's sad because I, I, it looks like that. It looks like they don't know what... They're supposed the to get done, the, the, the and I get fun, your point. You're, what you're saying football, is, right? why can't a professional footballer just make a five-yard pass? And I, and I, that's that's the that's the point. And I know we're we'll talk about this way later in the pod. I think that point's valid, but I think when you're trying to progress the ball, I think I think that's where I feel bad for the players because I don't think they understand how they're supposed to do that. And I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, 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 no. You're, 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 you you kind of hit the nail on the head. These players, I mean, again, it goes back to want to, in my opinion. D- again, they go to international play. They know how to put a three-yard pass, a give-and-go. And then they, come, they, they pass through the thresholds of Carrington, you know, to practice. And it's like, uh, 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 you need to teach me how to pass a ball. Or you need to teach me how to dribble a ball past the person. Or you need to teach me... I mean, these players are more interested in their Instagram follows than
1: fucking the fundamentals of football. I... I oh, so, okay. So, I I agree to an extent. I just... Uh, I, I, go ahead. I'll, no, I'll let you finish. Sorry. No, no, no. Explain. Right, explain. I, right? just, I just don't... For me, I understand what you're saying as far as a 5-yard or a 10-yard pass. I just don't think they understand... I'll, I'll break it down because we're talking about the Watford game I felt like in the first half I thought the objective was to Sit back That's what it looked like we were trying to do Because they were pressing We were behind the ball We were, I thought, trying to hold on to And then counter mm. And I think that's his tactic Which is a tactic Counter attacking football is a tactic People have done it for years and years And if that's his tactic, that's his tactic However, it's difficult to do that when you can't like you can't play out from the back. I don't I this is just my honest opinion about Harry Maguire who is not in good form. Trash. I'm not going to trash the guy. EC Trash. say last it's year. trash please. You no, know, I no I'm with say you on trash. that. I'm, I'm with you. I, I would I would rather us have a different center back, but I'm not going to not give him credit for what he did last season. And that's over it's over with. The season's done, it's a new season here. He has not been good for Manchester United this season. He has not. I'm not going to dispute that. However, I don't think he can dribble the ball very well. I don't think Aaron Juan basaka can dribble the ball very well. I think Lindelof can pass the ball fairly well, but not dribble. And that's what Ole's wanting these guys to do. He's wanting them to dribble the ball. He doesn't have ball dribblers, but he wants them to dribble the ball. So when you start doing that, then you get to that second wave, which is McTominay and Fred. Mm. You have another two group of players who do not pass the ball very well, who don't <clears> dribble <throat> the ball very well. So – it's difficult when you can't string it from the back to the midfield because those guys aren't really good footballers. Maybe they're good at hustling. Maybe they're good in the air. I am Harry McGuire. Maybe they're good one-on-one defenders. I.E. Uh, Aaron Wan-Bissaka. But in totality of that back four, I would probably trust Luke Shaw to be able to dribble the ball out. And that's about it. And he's not informed. So it, again, it's difficult for me to, to completely get on to them. And and this is why I know we'll talk about the Paul Scholes uh, interview later. So I won't mention everything yet, but I just don't think from what he wants to do, I don't think he has the players that completely fit that mold. (coughs) Plus the fact that a lot of them, you know, Harry Luke, um, those are big players last season. They're, they're completely out of form. Mm. So you know, you lose Varan. That's another big player who could have probably dribbled the ball, I think, better than anybody along the back four, minus maybe Luke Shaw. And then Basaka's just a mess at dribbling the ball, in my opinion. So, you know, it's it, you, you're already in a difficult pass there. Then you get into that, I don't know if you want to call it three, where Ronaldo's kind of doing whatever the hell he wants to do. Bruno's also been given a license to do whatever the hell he wants to do. So it, it's just difficult if you're not allowing them to I think structurally play the right way because he's such a nice guy they'll just continue to do it over and over again because there's no punishment mm. it's almost like if if I play a zero out of 10 he's gonna pat me on the back and say you'll get him again next time whereas a real manager would go uh not so good today you're gonna sit on the bench the guy that's behind you is gonna play and we're gonna see what he does and if he takes your spot you don't get it back so yeah. I just think these players are too comfortable. I think the players are undisciplined. And I think cutting the snake, cutting the head off of the snake was a huge uh, uh to do,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: they needed to kill the whole body. Uh, Michael Carrick needed to be gone. Uh, Feeling, all of those guys should be gone. I don't think not one of them should have stuck around. Um, a clean house for me would have been great because I don't think, you know, I got onto Ole a lot because it's his team, but... I don't know how much he was actually implementing these tactics that he wanted to put out there. I yeah, know. there has so been
0: rumored that you know a lot of the <clears throat> training sessions were
1: McKenna and
0: Carrick. Um, Carrick, right? And yeah. you could
1: see that in the Villarreal game. Yeah, it no, was the let's, same let's crap. Get, so let's get to that. I here. just, I don't want to jump forward, but I just, I understand where you're at, and I do not. I, I would never not say you know, that a player, if, if he's not trying or if he's just jogging. But me and you played sports growing up. And if we dogged it on the field, that was it. You were out. You were off. So that that's, again, to my point of when you train a dog to do something, it's going to do it. When you train a player to do something, they're going to do it. And when they're used to the same over and over again, mm-hmm. well, I, I can jog out. I, look, I took a stat the other day of sprint um statistics next to the Manchester City game and it was insane how many times we didn't sprint as opposed to how many times they sprinted the amount of touches that Cancelo got Cancelo by himself got more touches of the football than our entire team mm. so it's 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 a structural um formation fun, that we run that I don't think suits what he really wants to do
0: no but i mean again it goes back to fundamentals easy let me ask you a question, right? Is David Hill an international player?
1: Yes. Harry Maguire? Yes, unfortunately. I, he's just in bad form. No, I'm going to no, say no, yes. That's not, that's, that's, that's impolite. He is, he is.
0: Luke Shaw. Sagan? Does he play he for is,
1: he team? Shaw, play yes, for absolutely.
0: Team? Lindelof, does he play for his inter, international team? Yes. Uh, yes.
1: Aaron Basaka,
0: has he played? Or, I mean, I know he right could,
1: now he, he could at least back up. He could at least back up. England, for England, he could. Does
0: McTominay play for his international team? Yep. Mick, or Fred, does he play for Brazil? Yep. Uh, Bruno, does he play for Portugal? Yep. Uh, Jaden Sancho, I know he was a pick, but does he play for But he
1: could for play for England. He has played for England.
0: He's played in a, in a Euro, has he? Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: What about uh, Marcus Rashford?
1: Rashford could, if he wasn't injured, he'd be playing for him.
0: Martial, does he play for France? I know he played for him in Europe.
1: Yeah, he plays for him.
0: Uh, let's see who's coming off the bench. Um, Matich, does he play for Serbia? I, right?
1: I don't think Matic does. I think he retired from international ball.
0: Uh, Tejas, does he play for international football?
1: Tejas plays. He plays, doesn't he?
0: Yes. Rafael Brand? Yes. Yeah, he plays. That's the reason he's freaking hurt, right? Or that we brought him back to earlier. Anyways, uh, Eric Bailly, is he an international player? Yep. Okay. The reason I say this, and yes, tactics aside, yes, you have no vision, yes. I just can't understand a group of international players... They don't have the fucking nuts To play And press And win a 50-50 ball That's not coaching you see Winning a 50-50 ball Is nuts It's heart. It's want to I've said this on an I don't know how many podcasts Winning a 50-50 ball You get dispossessed Like your pocket's picked all the time By Watford? There's some there's there, you, like you said there's a there, there's a reckoning coming and it needs to happen within the locker room and this goes to show you let me segue to the next topic of what was produced yesterday in Spain at Villarreal we
1: got lucky, you see two I know nil. two new <laughs> I agree two new it's the same it's the same stuff man it's the same crap football yeah. with a moment of brilliance and we win. That's what it is and they're going to continue to have that. That's what Carrick, that's what Sol- Solskjaer, that's what Phelan, that's what it is. That's who we are. Until they completely scrape everything Woodward and until they completely scrape everything off of the table, we're going to be a team Because we, and it was exactly to your point, how many international players did you just name? You rattled off about 10 or 11 and you rattled off some that were on the bench. So they're going to have individual moments of brilliance. That's going to happen. But the team structure, they look like they don't know what they're doing. Some people press, some people don't press, some people run back. Some people are in position. Some are not in position. These guys don't have a clue of what to do collectively. And so when they go out there as a unit, they look confused. They look scared on the ball. Harry Maguire looks scared on the ball against Villarreal. He was at, at, at certain points pointing when there was throw-ins to point away from him because he did not want to touch the ball. There was a point where he looked up to the keeper to pass it back to him and then thought secondly of it when he, it was an open pass. It was right there. Easy pass for him to make. But he's second guessing himself. I think again, once these players understand that there's going to be a a healthy fear of of playing the correct way, I think at that point you'd start to see a change. But I think until then, I mean this Chelsea game, I think they're gonna win at least three, maybe even four to nothing. I don't I I you know, I think the only shining light is that Maguire has to take a seat because of the red card that he got in the previous match that we just talked about. And, um, you know, I, I, just, I just see the same exact thing coming. I think the only bright spot that I've seen so far um, with Carrick uh, being the caretaker um, is that he played Donny Van de Beek. And I felt like when Bruno came off the bench, I felt like he created a spark. And I don't know. I mean, maybe it was a situation where, you know, you have Bruno sitting there watching instead of playing every game like he does. And maybe he said, Oh crap, I don't want this kid who played, you know, extremely well in the Watford game to come out and take my spot. (laughs) So I just felt like that was, that was good to see, um, you know, Bruno come off the bench, um, you know, not playing every single game. I don't think Donnie played his best game um, against Villarreal, but I do think that it was good to see him say, okay, you're going to watch. You're going to have somebody else play your spot. And if he comes out and played like he did against Watford, maybe you don't get it back. Maybe he just keeps it. And I don't think Donnie took his chances. I don't I don't think he played very well. But but the wrong position, you see. <laughs> you, you don't think he should have played the 10? No, no. Carrick, I mean, I'm
0: sorry to interrupt, but Carrick made mistakes. What? When you talk about the lineup, period, the lineup, you saw – Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's mentality when that freaking lineup got posted. What did he stick with, EC?
1: Well, he ran the 4-2-3-1 because so that's what, who that's what I'm saying.
0: did he stick with, EC?
1: That's what he ran, 4-2-3-1. So who
0: did he stick with? So I was going say, what did he stick with? Who did he stick with?
1: Oh, you mean as far as players? Yeah. Well, he played, he played McGuire, who's out of form. He should have played Bailly. He played Scott. He played Fred. You know, I, you mean There's you have a difference a, there, of, of agreement on Scott and Fred? You, no, no, no. no. Uh, that's, the,
0: that's the concrete argument of this situation. <clears throat> what I saw yesterday and what I saw a difference between the Watford match Donnie played a more advancing role because we yes, the front four can't get the ball for shit because our back two can't get them the fucking ball. You know what I mean? Do you agree
1: with yeah. that? Yeah. Yes, I, that's what that's what I was saying earlier. I think it's very difficult because they want to create from the back, which was it was kind of refreshing. The guy started just kicking the ball deep. I was like, "Thank you, Jesus, just kick it, just kick, just kick it deep." Or Ronaldo can jump up Jesus, in the air higher than anyone up, in the world. Let him go get it.
0: You brought up the fact that Donny Van You know what I mean? Yeah, <clears throat> I would have rather seen Donny play in that. Fred or McTominay role, whichever is gonna fucking give me the more defensive uh, effort, which I think Fred probably has done is a little more tactical. Donnie needs to play a little more more deeper to get the ball, to pass the ball to quarterback out of the back. And I would yes, I, I mean the the I agree with the sitting of Bruno. But you have a Mr. Jesse Lingard on the bench that I would have started. I think Jesse would have been a little better.
1: I don't think I don't think Coach Jesus would have played Jesse after he posted himself in the West Ham jersey. I don't I don't I think you would have told him to go play with the reserves. <laughs> I think if you put a truth serum in Jesus, you would have had him with the reserves after that move. That was pretty ballsy.
0: Well, I didn't know about this, but at the at the time of game time. The, the game time right now, like when I saw the match, I'm like, why isn't Jesse getting on the pitch? Period. Yeah. Period. I mean, I mean,
1: he yes. he basically put his line in the sand and and said he wants to leave, and he posted himself in a in a West Ham jersey, and I could not believe that Ole even thought Traveling to bring him time. on in the Watford game. But that's neither here nor there. But any in, in, anyways, I agree with you. I do think that there are other things to do but I, this is just me on I I'm not expecting anything to change. Nothing.
0: No.
1: I'm no. not expecting anything Th- these players are going to look shocked. They're going to look confused. It's going to look scatterbrained. Chelsea are going to destroy us this weekend. It's going to be horrible. And this is I think the reason why and I know we'll get into this later. I think that's why there's a huge scramble to get a to get an interim. They do not want they don't want it to happen again but i'm telling you you're not going to get anybody by saturday no. it's not going to happen and then one that's going to be able to look at you know thursday friday so that's two days of training to implement something it's it Tuchel already knows what he wants to do so i just uh it's it's a bad it's a bad time but i don't think that the players are are very far off from doing what they need to do they just need someone who can steady the ship which, like I said, we we'll, we will we'll probably get into that. Uh, we'll probably get into that a little bit later.
0: I look at the lineup. I'm like, what's the difference? Some would agree that his subs, like Bruno coming off the bench, probably ignited um, the surge for what happened in the second half. The Ronaldo was getting saved by Ronaldo and. Obviously, that linker play from, I think it was like from Fred to Ronaldo back to Fred back to Bruno. No, who is it? Who? Who? Gave Fred.
1: Him? Fred was involved in both goals. Yeah. Fred. They. Villarreal made a mistake. Fred was there, and then the pass. It was all from Fred. Fred. Fred play again. This is what I'm saying. You know, we talked last week about Fred, and I talked to you about you know if you put him in different squads if you throw him in liverpool if you throw him in chelsea if you throw him in manchester city i don't think they start to suck i don't i don't think he stands out and you can't have him provide i just think that these players need to be confident in what they're doing it it makes a world of difference when you know where the where there's two options so i know if i get that ball in this position i know that there's two options that i have so I'm not really necessarily making a decision. I'm just reacting. And I think that's, again, that's what I'm saying. When you say, well, you can't make a 10-yard pass, when you don't know where the guys are going to be and you have to look up, that's why you see the likes of Harry Maguire dolly-dilly-dallying on the ball, looking. He's looking, looking, look. Most teams, when they get the ball, right? they get it off their foot, they pass it. They get it off their foot, they pass it because it's drilled in their head. This is what I want you to do. This is where I want you to go. So, I honestly think that with most of the players that we have, I don't think if you take pluck those players out, put them in the top 3 sides that are competing for the championship this season, I don't think our players are going to make them worse. Um, you know, Harry is getting found out, but I again, I honestly feel like he is not comfortable. I mean, you saw what he did after he got the red card, he threw the armband on the ground. And then he gets to captain the side again because why? You have the same regime in charge. You have the same people putting out the tactics. You get the same result. You know, if VRL doesn't make that mistake, we don't get that goal. That wasn't anything we created. That's just a a great awareness by Fred, pokes the ball off, Ronaldo does what Ronaldo does, and we we get the goal.
0: No, you need to give some more credit to number seven because – Number seven put in a shift yesterday that no other player put in the shift. By at least trying to track players back, trying to press a little,
1: press do something. But I, 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 like, I thought I thought I the, Rena- like the whole. I felt like the whole team minus De Gea played like crap for seventy minutes, yeah. and then I felt like for about twenty minutes we played pretty good. That's my honest opinion on the whole team.
0: We'll get to uh, Tony, we'll, we'll get to Tony,
1: play. Ronaldo, all of them. I felt like. Everybody except for David I mean, can you I didn't Ronaldo, think you, have, either. you
0: have Cristiano Ronaldo tracking back all the way back to freaking 80 90 yards. I mean, the dude the dude pressed the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper chunked it, and then, yes, Fred helped out. And then, you know, Ronaldo does what Ronaldo does on that on that second goal. I mean, the first goal, I'm sorry. Um, that's just because he was doing that the whole match. If look back on the match and look and look at what the the shift Ronaldo put in, compared to what Ronaldo was supposed to been at his age and what he's been asked to do, um, you can honestly say that Ronaldo put in a um, the, probably the, the the best shift of the whole, of any of any of the players.
1: We'll have to agree to disagree because I I thought they were all crap.
0: De Gea probably you know is the one that you know won the match for us, but Ronaldo yeah. R- Ronaldo. Um, um, Go back and go back and look at
1: the tape. Go back and look at the tape. What? Yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 like I said, well, we will agree to disagree. I, I felt like all of those guys, and and again, if you look even the beginning of the game, you look at it. Ronaldo's playing on the left. Tony's playing up top. Then they're playing in two. Yeah. Then, then Ronaldo's playing up top. Then Tony's, playing. they're all over the place everyone is scatterbrained at the club. They do not have a clue as to what they're doing. Donnie's playing the 10 so he's pressing. he's been it's a sham the whole thing the only thing that I was happy about is like I said before we started talking today is the simple fact that we're not playing on Thursdays. We don't have Thursday Sundays, Thursday Saturdays. We have Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights time to rest if unless there's a cup game. And then we go again on the weekend. That's what I was most happy about. I could, yeah. the, the, the performance looked the same way that it's been looking. I knew Villarreal was going to beat us. That's how I felt in the first half. I thought, man, they're about to just go to town. And they just could not make it happen. Yeah. Why? Because David De Gea he he literally saved the game. Because I guarantee you, they score one goal and the heads drop. Everyone's heads drops. That's what I think would have happened. Yeah, But he made some amazing saves.
0: I mean, I mean. Let's get into the player ratings. Obviously, Tia, yeah, man of the match for you, for me. Period. Oh, absolutely. Right. That's it, hands down. Let's get into the defense. <laughs> <laughs> I, I
1: I don't get. It. I, there's not one person on that back Lugar? line besides maybe tayas who crossed the ball in. I thought very well that gets anything higher than a a four or a five for me. Everyone else pasaka was completely out of position okay Harry was Harry
0: Let's the talk about with Sokka
1: thing to write right home about I just it, it it was a shambles I just what is, you, why it, has this man regressed I mean it's just there was so much promise for him Really? let, is, let me tell you go ahead you can tell me what you think I, I I think I know why
0: I I mean the dude plays defense like a, he's like Gary Payton right uh, no, that's that's no. I can't do it because Gary paid in some offense. That's just wrong for me to do that. The dude was a glove defensively. Yeah. What has happened to him mentally? On going forward and being, just doing the off. I mean, the minimal offensive stuff, dribbling, passing. Again, we could say all ruined him. But as a professional, those are things you should work on outside of outside of trading. I mean I don't know man. I had I I loved Aaron Basaka's game, but I was there at halftime like dude take him off bring Delode in It's just horrible. He's getting beat. He's Keep out of it. position. He's getting dispossessed. Like crazy, his passes are going in. I don't
1: know. He's not a footballer. He, he he's a midfield player. He played at Crystal Palace as a midfield player through their youth academy. They they they, they it, that wasn't working. So they knew he was fast, knew he was aggressive, they moved him back to right back. I don't know who in the hell decided. This is why Woodward needs to leave. That he was going to be a great right back for Manchester United. They brought him in and yes, he will put in a tackle all day long. But he cannot and he has never been able to. That's why they moved him back. Dribble the ball. It's not That's never been his thing. He's not a footballer like that. So I, I just think that it's, it's not a regression. It's a the cracks are now done being painted over. And now you're asking him to do something that he's incapable of doing. We've said this a million times. He just looks awkward on the ball. When he makes something happen, you're shocked. I know I'm shocked when he crosses the ball, and I'm shocked. I thought he when got he better. The ball more See, than two times, I'm shocked. I've been on the show
0: telling you. I mean, like, dude, he looked. I mean, he looked good. I mean, and you saw him. He just looks so lost.
1: They all look lost, so but Basaka's is not a footballer.
0: I just felt so bad for him. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, And again, let me get to the, the the other person I felt so bad for. And then we'll get to the other backline ratings. Martial. I felt so bad for him yesterday. And you know, uh, as big of a critic I am of Martial, you mm-hmm. I felt so bad for him. I was like, why would Michael Carrick put Martial in a position like this knowingly that this dude has an had any game time. Why start him in a Champions League match in Spain when he knows that this guy's gonna have to put in a shift and you start him? I felt so bad for Martial. Like I, I was like, dude, this they do got right off the park. I mean, you compare him to Ronaldo. Yes, I mean Ronaldo's on the left, Ronaldo's up top, dude, but they're different levels, right? A player. Oh, there's no question. I felt so bad for Marshall. I was like, dude, why is this guy on the pitch? Why? Why? Why isn't Jesse on the pitch? Why isn't, um, you know, Rashford on the pitch? This guy, I mean, has not, you know, he's been hurt. Apparently, uh, rumored. I mean, rumors that has been, he wasn't hurt, but whatever. He has no game time. And you put him on the pitch and you make him look like... The dude got played. Up and down the pitch. I mean, the dude got played. I mean, it was... His best thing was to get taken off the pitch. That was like a mercy rule, right? And I was just... When I saw that, I'm like, why? Aaron Masaka, why? I mean, we knew... Okay, I don't know. I guess Luke Shaw's still in concussion protocol. That's why he didn't start. I didn't see him on the bench either, uh, but he, even him. I mean, after he, the shift they put in at Watford, I mean, we need we need to try something new. And if it's either Tejas and Deloitte or what? I mean, bringing in and letting. Obviously, we're gonna in the transfer window. We're going to need to bring in a new right back. Is it Brandon Williams? No, he's too young, I guess. But I mean. It's just fundamental bullshit, you see. It's just it's just hard. And then you, you, you know, you... As Fletcher, you start McFred, which you know that's a fucking problem. Period. Your whole issue, why you can't advance the ball, is because you have two people that can't advance the ball. And your idea of changing it up is putting in Martial and putting in Tayeus? That's a great idea. Oh, and Donnie Vanderbeek, and changing it up. Whereas Donnie played his best when he was substituted at a Watford, in for the Watford match for McTominay, right?
1: Yeah, he played for Scotty
0: in in a, in a back role, where Bruno obviously played a more advanced role, but Donnie played in a you know in in that in that how would you say six role. He played him at the 10. So who played at the 6?
1: That was Scott and Fred.
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about the Watford match.
1: And the Watford match, he came off the bench and he played at, like, the 6.
0: That's what I'm saying. And we've been buzzing about, everybody's been talking about the fact that Donny Van De Beek has played his best match for Manchester United when he came on for McTominay at the 6 position, which is... less advanced position, but yet he can quarterback, and he can bring the ball out from the back better than McTominay and Fred. This is what I'm saying. Where you put him in the 10 position at Villarreal, you put him in the 10, and what happens? He's invisible because he can't get any service. He can't quarterback at the number 10 position because you have two fucking lackeys, like Fred and McTominay,
1: Behind you I still I I still think he played shit I don't I don't think the position had anything to do with it I think the, the, the difference between the two games for me was his when he did get the ball uh, he didn't deliver that good of service as, as much as he did when he when he was supposed to make runs he made it was a great ball a great play where Ronaldo had the ball and he wanted Donnie to make a run in deep he actually pointed to him run and Donnie didn't make it Ronaldo played the ball through anyway I just thought his game was off, Dunny's, and I think the not bright lights of the Champions League might have got to him just a little bit.
0: Donnie's game is not that easy. He, easy, he's, he's, not, a, he's I, not a. He's not a. He's not a. a he's not a Ford. Donnie's not no, a, I Ford. No, I a Ford. No, I, Donnie's not I, a Ford.
1: Have player. you had a chance to listen to the the flex interview he did with the I-X, uh representative? Oh. And they're they're a asking, is he,
0: is he a burner? Is he fast?
1: Is Donny fast? Yes. He he's quick. He's not fast. He's probably yeah. about He's, he's probably Why I would say position? I would say Bruno. I would say he's about Bruno's pace. He's like a
0: Pogba pace.
1: Slow as fuck. No, he's he's faster than Pogba. No. He's, I mean, he's a They Pogba rate player. they rate their they rate their speeds. They rate all the player's speeds. He's faster than Pogba. He has a faster acceleration and a faster sprint speed than Pogba. It's not even close. And I, and if I you, if you ask, if that. you I didn't hear you.
0: I said, I agree to disagree on that.
1: Yeah, no. And, and, and again, I think, I, I think for most folks that have watched him play at IX and watched him play where he cannot, cause he doesn't really play for us. But people that watch him at IX, he's that, he's the type of kid that you want to get in the box. He's the type of kid that you want him playing in close quarters and playing triangles, which that would, that's, that suits him best. Now he can play the ten, play the six. He did that both at Ajax. But you have to remember, they possessed the ball so far forward because they were such a dominant team in the Netherlands. They had the ball so close to to the, the opposing team's box. And
0: what do we do at about the end, the end of, of
1: Watford? Say again.
0: What do we do at the end of Watford
1: when he was on the pitch?
0: Where where were
1: we at? We were we were trying to get into their half.
0: Exactly. I mean, we had them in the position where. Donnie could, you know, to play it more advanced and was along with the Bruno. And This is the thing that, that this is what I'm saying with the fact that you play Donnie in number 10 alone with fucking shite, shite behind you, fucking Bruno and McTominay. I mean, it's ain't aim to happen. We need at least we need people behind him, like a you know, like a pulse goals type behind him. I'm not comparing. I mean, I don't think Donny's a false goals. God forbid, nobody could ever fill those shoes for Manchester United. But we need. You got to gotta give
1: him a chance at games, though. You got to give him a run. Exactly
0: at that damn position. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm this, I'm going back to fucking Michael Carrick. It's like, what are you doing, man? You're playing fucking the, the whole the old old recipe of the McFred Got the fucking other manager fired.
1: Well, I I again. I disagree with with that getting him fired. I think him being inept as a manager overall, being there two and a half, three years, not winning a trophy. I think that ultimately the Liverpool game was it, and I think a lot of people um, think he should have been gone at that point. But I definitely think that you know, as far as Donny's concerned, I think his best position is in is in a forward position. I know that you don't agree with that, but. I honestly feel like there would be nothing wrong with him playing in a six. I just think that he's the type of person who he wants to play with other players. I think he plays very well when there's someone in close quarters with him to pass the ball to. And I think that's the the key thing for him is to just make sure that the next tactical uh, coach that comes in, um, hopefully it is someone that understands triangles, will, will get players closer to him because I think that's where he thrives. So your point's not off at all I don't think I just I was not like oh no Donnie's on he's on the pitch playing in a an advanced position I thought this is great try something different and then he just sat everybody back I just it just didn't make any sense exactly we're Manchester exactly. United and we're sitting back behind the ball so it, it's gonna be the same thing I was not shocked I was not oh my god I just thought oh he made two changes I was just listen when it was 0-0 he made the changes You could see a change. They were tired. Villarreal was tired. We had two Energizer bunnies in uh, Rashford and uh, Bruno. And it was a huge difference. Shout out to Sancho. Got his first goal for the club. Hopefully that spurs him on to to do great things. Got it on the right-hand side. That's why we bought him. Um, So that was great to see him uh, score a goal. He had another opportunity to score. He didn't. But I just think that the expectations of, of United fans, I hope, that people aren't gonna get giddy and start saying, Oh, you know, we're gonna play this player here. If it's the 4-2-3-1 and it's Michael Carrick on the bench, it's gonna be the same crap where if we're lucky enough to get it to be zero zero late, we can maybe steal one. If not, we're gonna get demolished.
0: <sighs> what did I text you? I text you what on uh, yesterday morning. Or when I saw the light up. I said I texted you the lineup and said, these fucking guys just don't learn with McFred. And there you go. So give McFred a grade, EC. I give them a fucking zero. Oh, I think... Mike, okay, let's give Fred a three.
1: I think Fred played his ass off. I think, Fred, I think a lot of people look at Fred and they go, you know... Why isn't he scoring? He's playing in this role where he's able to get forward. He's playing defense. I think he put in a really good shift, but this is my thing. I don't think any of those guys did anything that where I was like until the end. And that's fine. It's a 90 minute game. You can't be great for 90 minutes. So the back line, not having it from anyone other than Tellus, like I said, I would give him a five Fred again, hustle, work hard. They make one mistake. He jumps on it, gets the ball to Ronaldo, we score a goal. He's involved in the second goal as well. So I thought he played very well at the end of the game. And again, it's all about the totality of the game. So I give Fred a six or a seven. I don't think he played crap. I just think as a team, there were 70 minutes of crap. Fred, I mean, McTominay, I I, I could go on my phone and look, but I'm sure he gave it away at least four or five times. I'm sure he did. And that's just me, you know, just reminiscing off the top. So I would give him a three, but I thought Fred played a decent game.
0: All right, you see, you brought up a good point right there. Getting dispossessed. Because this is not an Ole problem. Everyth- How long have I been talking to you about Manchester United?
1: Oh, forever. forever.
0: And what have I always said? What the fuck do these guys get do in practice? This is going back to the Van Hall days. Do they practice passing? Do they practice dribbling? Since the Van Hall days, see, this is a systemic issue with these players. We can't. We don't have players that can go past players. Do you agree?
1: I disagree with you. I, I think we've got players that can go past players. I, I think Rashford can... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I Say that again. Yes, I think I think Ronaldo can go past players. I think Bruno can go past players. I think Pogba can go past players. I think uh Tony can. Cuz Tony can does he all the time. You're going in and out.
0: You're going in and out. Does Tony do it in and out? I mean, do it all the time.
1: You 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 you're going in. You said something about Tony.
0: Does Ronaldo does Tony does all these players do it?
1: I don't think they do it on a consistent basis because we don't have the ball. It's difficult for a player to continue to make dribbles when you don't possess the ball. If you look at the possession stats from the first half, it was 60-30. So if you don't have the ball, how can you go past a player?
0: I'm not talking about these statistics. I've been saying this shit since Van Hong. Why do these players, the players that we have for Manchester United... Get dispossessed at a frequently, on a frequent basis. Can't pass the ball. Fucking five yards or fifteen yards on a frequent basis. They have no tactics. This goes back to Van Hall that they, these these players aren't I fundamentally don't, sound.
1: I don't team. agree with that. No, dude, go look. Go look back. Go look back. Go look back to Van I, Hall. Go I. I think. Back to I think that. I think Van Hall and Mourinho had tactics, and I think that's why we won trophies. I thought that's what, you, that's what you just said. Yeah, I think they had fundamentals. I think they did. I think that's why they won trophies. I think the the difference between the two is Van Hall was just boring. Van Hall's tactics were to just pass. The, that's what he did the best. Van Hall's teams passed the ball till you went to sleep. I can't believe you're saying that. That's was his thing. But it was boring because all we did was possess it. Mourinho was the same. Marino was the same way. Park the bus, pass the ball, move it. Pass the ball, move it. I That's how he won. Dispossessed and
0: fucking losing to Leicester. You know what I mean? Because he got fucking pushed off the ball. He got dispossessed. Ever since Van Hall and ever since Mourinho, we we don't have players that can do the simple shit. Because we don't <laughs> practice the simple shit. I bet of passing and receiving and shooting and passing and dribbling. Because you don't. You haven't seen that since Sir Alex of a consistency. Go back, go back and look at the years. You see, I, I, I challenge you to do that
1: because I would never. I, you I, could pay me a million dollars. I wouldn't watch Louis Van Hall's teams, it was the most boring. I used to almost go do stuff on purpose and come back into the living room only to see a P0 zero, 0. I hated Van Hall ball. But I knew what it was. I understood what he was doing. You could see it pregame. You could hear reporters talking about pregame of Van Hall. They passed the ball. They moved the ball. Not necessarily with the opinion that, hey, we're going to score. But the, the option was, the opinion of Van Hall was, possess it. Move it, pass it, move it, pass it. That's what he did. Those were his tactics, and they worked. He won an FA Cup doing that. So you, I understand what you're saying. You're saying that we don't have these world beaters and these players who you looked at from Sir Alex Ferguson. But again, the levels have gone up. We don't have, we're not in a position anymore where, and we talked about this last pod, the players who played back in the 90s, early 90s, mid 90s into 2000s, there was a couple of clubs that had top players and the rest of them had crap. So it was easy for United to have players that run past people because the other players, they just weren't that good everyone's at this level now where you're not going to be able to even play a Watford and not have athletes. They're going to be able to run with these players. So it's not going to just happen week in and week out. So you've got to have a, that's why again, you've got to have a tactical manager who's able to put you in positions mm. to win and make your players look again. Look at Cancelo two years ago. I said this again last week. He's not this world beater. You put him in a, in a, in a system that works for him. That he understands it, and I think that player thrives. So I I think what you're saying, it makes sense. Like, why can't we get this generational, this Sancho? Like, that that's a guy that at Dortmund was running past people and making these great things happen. How come you can't just plug and play at United? It's because there's no tactics. There's no system. And it will continue because you have the same caretakers and the same people in place. That's what you're going to see. So I don't think you're off in saying that we need to have players who – are galacticos that get the ball and they run at players and go past them consistently. I, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: You don't need galacticos.
1: You have to have. Look, a, look a,
0: at the VRL yesterday. They did that shit up and down all day yesterday with with us.
1: And that's my point. That's yeah. my point. And I couldn't name but a couple of their players, but they run a system that makes sense that Unai Emery has pushed into their head over and over and over, so they know where their players are at before they even make up before they even this, get the ball.
0: This problem has been <laughs> systemic since Van Hall event hall and with Mourinho it was we can't make a fucking five yard pass and we get dispossessed very easily we can't go past players it's been I mean this is something that that it's been it's been dreading United since since Sir Alex left we don't have players that can go face to face and go past anybody you tell me a player that can do that on a consistent basis I'll give you a hundred bucks that has done it on a consistent basis. You
1: don't think Valencia was doing it on a consistent basis? You don't think Rashford was doing it on a consistent basis? No. You, you don't you don't think Zlatan was doing it on a consistent basis? We've we've had players that have been able to make things happen for several years since he's gone. We haven't no, no, had a no, no, team. No. We haven't had a team since he's gone. I will I'll give you that. We have we we haven't come close to a team like this. And I think that's where a lot of people if if you say anything about Ole, I think the positive has to be this is the best team that we have had since Sir Alex Ferguson has left. There's no question about it. The players that he's brought in, the players that he has um, you know, bought, I think, in my opinion, are the best that we've had since two thousand and thirteen. Um I just I just look at the the complete roster and look at the players that he had, you know, right after Van Persie left and I think I sent you a, a text message. Not too long ago of the, of the starting lineup that David Moyes put out there, and uh, it was just it was bad. It was horrible. So I think you have to give him credit for that. but yeah, I think I think we'll have to definitely agree and disagree on the on, on 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 the players and the tactics well, because that, I, I think both of those guys had a a plan. Did I like the plan? No, but there was a definite plan in place, and it definitely worked. Um, at least three times. Uh, let's uh, speak sure. of players
0: because we kind of this sure. segues into the topic that I want to bring up because I've been pounding this drum uh, for I don't know how many since last season about the players. You see, the lack of nuts that these players have, and an oldie but goodie that I know you hate, uh, ex United pundits talking shit about you know, you know, because they're, they're too afraid to talk anything about. Them only or whatnot. Paul Scholes gave it uh, on BT. Basically called out the players saying they're lazy. They did a show? Do you agree?
1: I disagreed and and he, they ate his lunch and then he then said, well, you know, it would be nice to have a manager in there because Rio ate him up. Rio ate him up right away. And he said, we are, you're, He said, you're, you're telling me that we don't have players and that we couldn't turn things around as if Chelsea was this team of just scrubs and Tuchel came in and just changed the whole complexity of... And this is him talking. This isn't me. I know you're about to go off. But he came in... I know, hold on, and I want you to respond to what Paul Scholes said. Because Ferdinand said, we have way better players than Chelsea did before Tuchel came in. And Paul said... You know what? That is actually right. So he he spoke too soon because he's angry that his mate... Because let me tell you what else Paul said. Paul said each and every one of those coaches at United should quit. And they're cowards for sticking around while Ole got sacked. So to me, he's just a, a hurt, bitter friend of a friend who, got, who lost his job. And he's upset at the players. He's looking for somebody else to blame when the only person to blame... Is Michael Carrick, his friend, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, his friend, and Phelan, a mate of his as well. And they both, both Hargreaves and Ferdinand put together a great, and it was a great conversation, but he got owned. And he finally said, you know what, it would really be good to see us have a really great manager in place to lead the team forward. And and so I, I loved it because it was an honest conversation. No one yelled at anyone. No one said, you know, ah, I got gotcha. you. Like, it was just a great, honest conversation where the commentator literally just, he literally just sat back and let those three guys explain to him, you put this player here, you put this player there, you put this player in this position, that's where he's supposed to play. And they named the players. Owen Hargreaves named the players and where to put them and said, if you give him a tactician, of course we could challenge. And, he, and Paul shot back and said, so you think we're going to win the league? and they said no we're not going to win the league the league's over there's three teams he said but the team would get better because of the players that we have and he said you have to give ole credit for again getting the best team that manchester united has had since probably 2012 2013 and i just think that paul is upset and i would be pissed too my buddy just lost his job he looks embarrassed I
0: didn't, I didn't
1: see it, it it's way. it's not a good look
0: i didn't i didn't i didn't see it that way at all I didn't see because he uh, from the what I what I watched I saw Paul saying that you know he blamed Carrick and McKenna just like everybody has said these guys because I mean from what I've watched all these uh, interviews Carrick McKenna and all these guys did the training Olive was and who was it Mark Ogden I guess no it was Gabriel McC- McC- McCotty Said that he even heard from Alex Ferguson at an exit, like back in the day, you know, like when he he left, he's like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't do training, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't do trade, right. And Gabriel McCarty said, you know, but when in the beginning, Sir Alex micromanaged training, right. So by the time he's ready to retire, he is his vision was already set. Whereas Ole, just saw the exit of um, uh, Stralix and thought, "This is what you manage. You let your underlings manage the club, and then you just deal with the minutia, right?" Whereas that's why that's why nobody believed in Ole because, I guess, I guess these players these days need to fucking have their hand held or whatnot. They're a bunch of wuss pussies. Anyways, um, so. They need, you know, they need to be told, hey, you need to run or you need to be, you know, put in a tackle. You know, they need. that's where you need to be. You need to put in a tackle or, you know, they need to be pointed or you need to play defense. I mean, it's kind of it's ridiculous, but I mean, you agree with it. Everybody, everybody gets a ribbon for sixth
1: place. Well, uh, I think that's where we have uh, a fundamental uh, disagreement, though, yeah, I because I don't think that you think the club was toxic. I think you think that Mourinho was in the right and I that's where we have a fundamental disagreement between the transformations of the two and I think again Ole deserves complete credit in my opinion for making it a funner place to be at because I think you should enjoy your football and I know you don't agree with that that's what I'm saying Ole Ole deserves credit for for being able to come in and make Carrington a fun place to be at make you enjoy your job this is this is their job this is it's entertainment for me and you but these guys are being scrutinized by people like me and you by bigger bigger outlets like Sky and BT These guys are under the cash every single day It's not just the weekend, it's every single day And so they needed, they needed to be happy again And I think that's, again, where Ole deserves credit For being able to come in and put his arm around guys yeah. And say, hey, this is coddle. a fun sport yeah, I do like want you to express yourself coddled. His downfall was, he didn't have that other side of If you screw up, I'm going to take you off Because everyone, everyone to a man, you listen to any pundit, they'll all tell you, oh, he's the nicest guy in the world. Love to talk to him. Great to hang out with. Always nice, super duper sweet guy. They needed both. And he couldn't do that. And I think that was that ultimately, in my opinion, was a part of his demise. You have to be able to have tough love. He didn't have that. He had love. He had tons of it but he had no toughness to him no grit to him what, see, and i think that was part of his problem
0: what, what rio didn't say in, his, in on that on that interview he even said on the five the five with rio that it doesn't take much effort when i played i mean he even said it you know he even said it, when i played it didn't take much effort to track you know track back track down you know put in effort you know cuz you know why i'm afraid you know i'm going to get taken off the pitch you know what I mean? But, but what else but what
1: else did he say? He he also said because I knew that there were players on the field, Jesus. Players on the, the field. So this is what I'm saying. And and Rio said this. Exactly. You can't compare you can't compare. He said this. You cannot compare our teams to now. You can't. You can't do it. It's a different time. That's why that's why I always go back to when people when people get stuck in DNA of Manchester United. It's a different day. It's a different time. These guys, the athlete, just look at the athlete and start there first. Ruined it's a it's a, a different group of kids. Pussies. And this is and this is what I'm trying to say. This is why I try to tell people all the time. They don't start with the person and the athletes that we're dealing with now. These kids aren't of that elk where you're grabbing them by the throat and grabbing them by the chest and saying, get get your ass. And get... They don't have those guys. And that's why I'm saying you have to have a coach who's willing to say, a pep, who's willing to say, I'll take your ass off at 35 minutes. Damn halftime. They need that. They have to, any player. They want to have that. I wanted it. You wanted it. They didn't have that. So when what Jose did was he tried, but he was all the way there. He, there Jose Jose wasn't doing any. Explain, explain hey man, explain it. Jose wasn't doing any. Hey man, I really love the way you played. I really. This is Jose. Jose goes to the press. How was practice? Oh, that guy was shit. That guy was shit. He was trash. He shouldn't be playing. You you have to. He and this is again. You have to no. know. You have to know your players. You have to understand if, okay, how okay. to tap into them if, if, how to talk the to them how to talk to the press in it's a different day and age uh, if, if I remember says, let me give you an example then I'll shut up right. I remember right. watching a clip 1980s football OU okay Bob, Bob Switzer great coach hall of fame coach In the meet to the Bob. media to, to the media Bob Switzer told-
0: hold on there Be- Switzer there Sorry, you very go switzer.
1: there you go to the to the media Told told the media this player's a weenie and needs to toughen up. To the media, this is a different day and age, and that's what I'm saying. You can be you can be that type of guy. Mourinho can he can, and it can work for a different time. And this is why it's past him. This is why he's at uh uh Roma, Roma, having a hard time. No, he's not because the he's having a very hard time. They're in 6th place right now. They're in 6th place right now. He's having a very hard time. He just got two weeks ago he got slapped 5 nothing. He's having a very hard go at it at Roma. He's fighting with the fans, he's fighting with the media. I I you watch Serie A? That's what's happening to him right now. It's not because he's a bad coach. It's because that elk of 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 manager, it worked very well. Look at what he did at Porto. Changed little boys into men. Look at what he did when he got to Chelsea. He didn't play around. Why? Because the players were different. It was a different time. I agree with you, Jesus. You have to be tough. You're right. You Not everybody deserves a ribbon. But how can you now, with today's athlete, how can you take that athlete and make sure that you have a balance of sweet and have a balance of grit? You have to what, what have the, what, both. What is the old, old adage, EC?
0: When you go to prison... You pick the biggest player, uh, biggest guy in the yard. You go up to him and fuck with him. You kick his ass in the
1: mouth. You punch him in the mouth.
0: And that's what that's what coaches need today because these athletes now today are worth more than any coach is. Period. Right? Their marketability. Like say Cristiano Ronaldo right now is probably a a billion dollar athlete right now. He's got a billion dollar.
1: He's got a billion dollar Nike deal right now.
0: Yeah. Let's say uh, Paul Pogba, which I have huge issues with on the way he plays and the lack that he's lazy I would go to Paul Pogba go, if I was a coach, if I was an interim coach, I'd go to Paul Pogba and hit him I'm not saying physically but in a metaphorical way sit his ass down because again, I go back to why there. what's the fundamental issue, why this locker room is a bunch of bitches is because of Paul pop you know, and I'll go sit his ass down and say, you know what I mean, obviously, this is the best time for a new interim coach to do it, or whomever is going to come in and say, "I know you're not going to sign a new contract, so here's your papers." And Ronaldo, I would do the same to Ronaldo. I would. I would say, you know what? Um, even though you're winning these matches, uh, I need, I need, I need you. I'm going to, I'm going to send a message to everybody else. That I'm going to sit your ass down. I know you're going to be pissed, but I need you to be on board. You know what I mean? if Ronaldo wants to be a leader. And Her and Harry Heron- McGuire too. I'll do the same thing. I was like, dude you're not you're not cutting it, sit your ass down. I, I I go I I said it how many pods ago? I go scorched earth. That's my that's my that's I don't give a shit about people's feelings.
1: Well After again, like I said, I, I you think millions of dollars, get a fucking psychiatrist if you
0: fucking, if you want me to care about your feelings. That's what I would say. You get paid Thousands of pounds of fucking a week. You get a fucking psychiatrist if you give a fucking feelings, because I ain't gonna give a fuck right now. Because you know what? I You're think... lazy. And Paul Sculls <laughs> hit it on the head. Now it's my time to talk. Paul skulls hit it exactly on the head when he said these kids are lazy because they can't track back. And Rio said the same thing. I was scared because I was I didn't want to disappoint my coach. I you know I did you know he even said. Just doing the simple things about closing somebody down. He even said in his podcast, "He said, don't forget that. I know you, you, you know, you say about the tactics and all that bullshit. That's fine, but it takes effort, DC. It takes want to. It takes balls. It takes nuts. It takes a what we call South Texas, ganas." Takes,
1: you know, I disagree, man. I'm telling you, it takes a coach to say like you just said. You're gonna come have a seat and he didn't do that is the coach going to tell you where to take a piss to? the coach is going to tell you when to take a piss when to go get a drink when to run he's going to tell you when to eat what to eat how to eat the coach is the coach is going to change the whole complexity of everything you do where's the player's dignity where is he saying you know what in the coach's pocket and the coach takes it out and he puts it in the trash can or he takes it out and he puts it on the pitch and he puts him in a position to win. So we, so our so coaches don't to do that. Scenes. You know what our coaches do? I'll tell you what they do. Yes, yes. And that's bad. what I'm saying. That's my point. That's I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. That's what they do. There is no accountability. That's my point. That's what I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is, they need to take that lovey-dovey stuff and say, "Okay, we got we got a happy place to play. Everyone loves it. However, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm you will not play at the half. You will not play in the next game if you don't do X, Y, Z. They don't do that. So I I agree with you. I'm I'm not saying that what you're saying is oh my God, it's great." You just have to be able to do both and I do not think they even come close to doing that. I know that. I these reporters that are talking and I know they're, they're that we don't you don't like podcasts. They're not providals. but I, I think that they are. I think they're beyond professionals. I think they have a horrid coaching system.
0: <laughs> all right, EC. Let's uh let's move this on because uh we're running out of time. Uh because these all kind of run kind of intertwined together. Ed Woodward uh, apparently is not gonna be leaving when he oh, said he was. Horrible uh, but, <laughs> you know, it's exactly, horrible. Exactly. Um, but, or he's going to be in the mix of replacing Ole and an interim base. No, I'm sorry. On the decision, the, uh, I could say, it, the decisions of replacing Ole. Um, and then there's also a huge rumor mill. Excuse me. With the Pochettino rumors, that they're kind of they're want to push this through, but the PSG is not wanting to play ball. Uh, what the fuck's going on? I mean, I know I,
1: it's I, the inept I, board that we work with, man. That's all I, it is. I know I said it in the past
0: why people are like oh Glazers out, Glazers out, but they're it's a bunch of bullshit. You know what I mean? I know I said in the past about the Glacier's Out, Glazers Out movement, you know, like, oh, you know, but hey, are you willing not to buy tickets, are you know, to anything that endorses Manchester United, that you're willing not to buy that, so th- <coughs> this is where the board ain't gonna give a shit, right, they don't give a shit about you or I, they give a, they give a shit about stock options, and people who buy stock options, and that's it, I mean, you and I work for a, a corporation, they don't give a shit about us. So, um, the Ed Woodward thing, I didn't, when I heard it, it wasn't surprising that this dude wants to hold on to power and fuck this club up even worse, because when Ole got hired uh, full-time, I even told you, I'm like, dude, this is bad, you know? Interim manager, yes, let's go after Poach, and now you're rushing to hire Poach, at a cutthroat rate, I mean, I know they got beat today by Man City, and that's a team that has Lionel Messi, Mbappe, uh, Di Maria, um, Neymar, you know, they got beat today, right? Am I correct?
1: Two to one. Two to one. They played like shit. All three of them up front played like crap, right. except for Mbappe, who scored a goal.
0: rush into a decision and bring in the wrong coach? Are we going to bring in the wrong coach for the wrong reasons? Or are we going to actually make a move? Or, and what are we going to do, EC? Because this is, you know, it's just getting old. You know what I mean? It's been almost 10 years. It'll almost be 10 years next uh, two years from now, or a year and a half that Sir Alex left. That David Gill left. And a lot of people say that, you know, what's the structure and uh, what's, you know, the, the heart of the club and the standards of the club. Well, fuck, man. The standards of the club left when Sir Alex and David Gill left. More so David Gill. What's, I mean, what are we going to do? Is it get Poch now or bring an in interim manager?
1: They're going to bring in an interim. I think that's, that's a must. They're. I, I couldn't hear that last part. I said, Ten Hag coming to the summer. Yeah. He's he's definitely not coming um, anytime soon. You're talking about Valverde um, coming in, dude. Really? A fucking failed Barcelona coach? You want him in? I can't hear you. I, I couldn't You're hear you. You're talking about Valverde coming in. I mean, really? I mean, what the hell? I what wouldn't have a know? problem. I wouldn't have a problem with that. If, the, if, 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 the, if, if, the, you're like out, you're cutting out, man.
0: I said, do you want Valverde in for a long-term coach?
1: This is, this has been my stance on coaches and, and on players. Let's, let's see what happens when they show up. Now I'm not ever going to ever sign off on a coach who has no credentials, no background, i.e. Ole. And then he has a little spark and give it to him. That's never, that's never a go for me. So if Carrick Wins the next 10 games, I don't care. He does not deserve to sit at the helm of of United. I don't care. Valverde's won things. He's won doubles. He's won league titles before. He's coached great players. He understands big clubs. He's coached at Barcelona. So I wouldn't have an issue with an interim position. Now, he hasn't coached for two seasons. So he's been chilling for quite some time. So those questions have to be asked as to why. What are his motives? What are his goals? What does he want to do? But I would much rather have Valverde in than Michael Carrick. No question. There's no question about it. Because I think he would try to put his stamp hold on this to show United, this is what I'm going to do while I'm here. I'm not going to run your system. I'm going to run the one that works for me. I understand how to play with Cristiano Ronaldo because I coached against him. So I know what he's, his strengths are. I know what his weaknesses are. So I would know how to play him as well. So I wouldn't have any issue with Valverde coming in. We know Ten Hag is going to try to see this season out to try to win Champions League. I don't think they will. They'll definitely win the league. Then we can have that conversation later because I think you're right. I think Ten Hag, if at all, if he comes, he'll come in the summer. I don't think Putch is going to come either. They're still in the Champions League. They're in the knockout stages. So he's going to try to see that out. And, you know, you go from there after next summer. He's already been quoted um, as saying that he's firm with uh, Paris. He loves it there. And so he's not coming either. So... Any Anyone who's got some credentials, who's won some things, has lifted trophies, is going to obviously be a better tactician and have a better system than Michael Carrick. Those guys, again, that's why I'm glad that it's a caretaker situation. They're just holding on to things until they figure it out. But I, I hope that daily the heat continues to uh, be pressed on some of these managers um, that United are looking for. But it doesn't shock me at all. This is, again... Failure to plan. You give Ole a three-year, I believe it was, extension. You give him a raise. And again, off of what? Because he got second place and he, he got to a final in in the Europa League. I, it's, it's, it's not shocking to me at all that this is what's happened. I don't understand why Woodward's still in place. He's going to have now an opportunity to – this is going to be his third manager – that he's going to be able to appoint, even at a, a, a interim basis, um, he's making three million dollars a year. By the way, uh, it it's got to stop. It's not going to. But um, no, I, I'm looking forward to a brand new coach. I'm looking forward to a brand new philosophy, and it for me, I'm I'm looking forward to my my players, the ones that you know we both love. I'm looking forward to seeing those guys be able to play in a system that they understand that that makes some sense um, where we don't every game, every pundit that covers the game, they, they know too, that we look like we don't know what the hell we're doing. So I would love to see um, Belverde come in because um, everyone else, you know, it, it's not going to happen. It's it, it's not going to happen that, anytime soon. That, not, that, not January. That's anyway.
0: A, that's the question I was going to ask. <laughs> if you can get Pochettino, which it seems like he's, kind of, I don't know if he's going to press PSG because there there have been talks about him wanting to leave PSG because he's not fit in and then there's also been rumors coming out of France about they've already been talking to um, Zidane right as a replacement for Pochettino to come in what would your best scenario be you bring in an interim coach and say if it's a Valverde right Hopefully, it's not the same scenario as Ole, where he goes on a 10-game win streak, or 9-game whatever, whatever it was with Ole, right? And, um, they get the job, right? (laughs) And, uh, we're fucked. Um, or, let's bring in the interim, go after who we want, and who I want is Ten Hag. Because, you know what, I think Ten Hag can bring in... A philosophy and a culture of youth, which I've been banging for the past, I don't know, years. Uh, he has he has a Mancha, Manchester United way about him. But also, unfortunately, it's going to lose... Darren Fletcher, you're going to lose your job. I think you can bring in Air, Edwin Bandesar, who has been in charge of Ajax's... What is it? Recruitment or technical... He's
1: technical, technical director, yeah. Technical
0: director, right. Of a winning club. Yes, it's not Manchester United. But Edwin Van der Sar has been in charge of a winning program. And he has a Manchester United DNA. Or, there's the other option of. Fuck it, we're going to hire. Mauricio Pochettino, if he becomes available as soon as possible. Because, you know, the only reason that we're going to probably be viable in the next coming year is because we're still in Champions League. And this is the thing that I think we need to make a deal with soon as possible. We're already in, what, we're we're, uh, top of the group, right? No matter what happens against Young Boys, we'll be at the top of the group in Champions League. So come February-ish, when the draw happens, we need to have a coach in place that is going to be able to, because that's the only reason, that's the only place I think that we can compete and get Champions League for next year, is by winning the Champions League or the Europa League this Cheer. year.
1: Huh? Oh, no, no, easy, but I mean, am I not, I mean, am I not right? You think we're top four? I honestly I honestly think if you get a viable tactician, a leader, you can get top 4 this season. I honestly think that. I honestly think West Ham's going to shit the bed. I honestly don't have any faith in in uh, Arsenal. I honestly have no faith in Leicester City. I honestly think that with the club that the team that we have right now, they just need a very decent tactician. They've got the players. They have the players and I know I know I, I understand where you're coming from I there's there's no reason why anybody should get on to you for saying that, you, that you're upset because you're where Paul Scholes is at you guys aren't off you, you don't have this crazy mentality of like why aren't these guys hustling you're not that's not an off thought in my opinion I just agree more with Owen and Ferdinand that they have the players there They need a leader. They need someone that tactically knows what they're doing. This is not the old school way anymore. You have to have a tactician. You have to have someone that's put those guys in the right positions to play week in and week out. And I think we're just one person off. I think Valverde could do it. I'm not saying win the league, and I I agree with Rio. We're not going to win the league. I don't care if you bring in four Pep Guardiola's and three Klopp's. We won't win the league this year, but we can get top four. We can definitely get top four.
0: You have to answer my question.
1: What would you want? An interim to the summer? Yes. Okay. Because that be, – uh, be, uh, and, and I'm assuming you're asking – that means that Carrick is, w- would stay otherwise, right, if we didn't have an interim? No. I won't, If you're going to
0: hire Valverde as an interim and we're going to cut loose of his ass, you know, at, at the summer – you know what I mean? I you know, I want Valverde gone at the end of the, at the end of summer. I mean that,
1: that's that's up, that, that's up for debate too. I don't have a problem with that. I like I said, I'm just wanting to get that regime completely out. I I when it comes to cuz when it when it, like, okay, let's say we get done with this let, let let me ask you this. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Valverde comes in, right? Mm-hmm. He gets top 4 and wins Champions League. Do you give him another a season or no?
0: Unfortunately, I know this board would
1: I'm saying you. I'm not talking about the board. No,
0: I wouldn't. I would. I would change. I change. I want. I know. I know who I want, and who I want works.
1: So, to, I, so, so, so. You said so. If he wins Champions League and gets oh, top four, it's, you it's, would sack him. You would sack him. Yeah, they did that to Amr and Grant. Why not? Chelsea, I did, I can't uh, hear you. I didn't well, hear you.
0: Chelsea did that to Amr Grant. Why wouldn't I mean they did that to Demitrio. I mean, you need you know you need to have some sort of structure. Just because you get a shiny new object at the end of the fucking league. I mean, Bayern Munich. How many times has Bayern Munich have has played with the with an interim? I mean, they their last Champions League was won by an interim. You know what I mean? It's, so no.
1: It's not, so, so why why do you want Ten Hag so bad? Why? Yes.
0: Element of what we need, especially with our youth program, to bring some sort of
1: Oh, you're frozen.
0: To bring some, I mean, I, I can hear you good. To bring some sort of stability into the pro, I mean, to our, what we need. And his tech, you know, he he's comes from the pep cloth. Um, it's just, his tactics are, you know, great. He
1: actually, isn't he, he's actually, is it, is it, is it, is he from, is he from the pep tree? I thought I thought he was from that uh, Ren, Ren Nag no, he, philosophy.
0: Yeah, he came. He coached and, back for the Bayern Munich as well. I don't know. Prior to that, couldn't tell you.
1: I, I, I'll tell you what. The, you know, I really want you to look at that interview when you get a chance, because that th- this guy's been watching them Ten Hag for years and you know, loves him as a coach. But but the downside, because he was honest and said, these are the things that you guys as United fans don't know. He only has one way of coaching. So it's all he knows, and all of all of the fans at IX get on to him now because he only has one speed, and that's go. That's attack. They've got forty four goals to two conceded this season. Forty four. They get a lot of draws, a lot of them, and he doesn't know how to switch it up. Once he gets in trouble, he don't know how to switch it up. So. I encourage everyone out there to go watch that interview because it's very insightful on the downside of Ten Hag because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know the freaking guy. I ain't never watched him coach like that for years. I've seen him in 2019 against Real Madrid. I, I understand that he's done that before. But tactically, I don't I don't know what the hell is really going on with him. So I, I, I'm a little shocked on a lot of the people going crazy, Ten Hag, Ten Hag, Ten Hag, like everyone watches this guy play.
0: When he, when he, when when they went to the Champions League semifinals, right? Who do they have? Delit, right? They had uh, the dude's a fucking beast. I would if if I was United, I I, I told you that I would uh, transfer, I'd send Delit my way, Pogba to back to Juventus, because Delit is a badass. I mean, he had people that were defensively sound as kid, you know, as kids as well. So, yes, he can go, 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 but just like, just like, just like Fergie, right? <coughs> Think about it. Who did he have? He had two stalwarts, two fucking stones at fucking their, 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 their the CD, the, the CD, uh, center backs. He had, you know, for all of I me, mean, not for all of his career, but for the majority of his career that he was winning. Right? You can go back to Rio and Vintage. You can go back to Pallister and what, um you know you, you know what I'm talking about uh, as you know stone you know stone you know they're gonna they're gonna be playing defense and they had a bulldog in the midfield that's Alex did, right and then yes your Gary Nevilles and your Everas and or your West Browns and your you know your, your your Phil Nevilles or whatever on your wings but yet you had two stalwarts in the back where on your spine it was it was defensively sound if he gets that at united because he's going to get more money and players think about it Uh, if he has the united's budget you know at i i mean if he had an ix do you think he would not do better i know i mean i know i know this guy said he only has one thing but i mean at united i think he can adapt a little bit better
1: well, that's the thing. I mean, he's speaking off of three years of experience. This guy's been watching every game. He's, he's one of those, you know, I know you don't like those guys anymore, but he's one of those diehard. He has his own podcast. He's he's the he's the guy yeah. that Sky would go to if they were to talk about Ajax, and that's what the fans always get on to him about is you've got to be able to have another plan, and it's been three years. He doesn't do that. He, he goes one way. I'm not trying to knock him. All I'm saying is I think people are getting into this, Uproar about a guy who's never coached in the Premier League. He's never coached star. I'm not talking about having talent. He's had talent at his club. But being able to come into a club and coach star players, it's different. You know that. It's a different, it's a different process. Whereas I think Pochettino has coached stars and he's also coached in the league. And I think he's done great things, i.e., getting his team to a champions league, I feel a little bit more comfortable with someone like him who's gonna speak his mind. He's going to tell the players like it is. And he's going to tell the board, more importantly, like it is. That's why he got uh, dropped from Spurs. So I, I just, I, I'm a little hesitant. You know, that's why I was really excited to see this Ten Hag interview or this 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 uh, fan, super fan interview, just to get some real context on how, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in the mix. Because I watch Ajax on a whim because they're Ajax. But I don't know tactically what they do because they possess the ball 80, 90% of the game because they're Ajax. They're playing in the Netherlands. And no disrespect to him, it's a huge club. Um, and I love Van Nassar and I love Van Persie, but it's a different ball game at United. And I just, I, I would hate for him to come in with all this fanfare and then two, three games in, fans are going, well, why doesn't he just switch it up? It's not working. You, we're not, like, because I want to attack. That's what Ole it, said he was going to do. It, for it'll three be years. like a, a little Ole or... Huh? You think it'd be like another Ole? Like, hey, why doesn't he switch it up? Impossible for him to be like an Ole. Impossible. And I'm not making a joke. I, 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 honestly think that this, Ix, for me saying what I said just now, his level of coaching and getting trophies at Ix is ten times more than what Ole did at Molda. In my humble yeah, opinion. Yeah. No, obviously. Yeah. So I, I don't. I'm not saying that to say oh, anyone's better than Ole. But this, Ten Hag is better than Ole. That's not a slight on Ole. That's just me being honest with you. Ole's obviously a coach, right? He's obviously gotten the, the biggest job in the world, in my opinion. But Ten Hag is, de- mm. It would. It, if you were to tell me right now, c- if we could get him, I'd go get him. I'm just, I'm trying to get my head and wrap my brain around what all of the, the hype is with him. Because I, I don't get it.
0: <laughs> Let's get back to, and I, I I agree with you on the skepticism. Yes. I mean, because that's what coaches are, right? You know, especially. Right. You know, I, I agree. Mean, coaches, I mean, we're not going to go out and get Klopp. We're not going to go out and get Pep. We're not going to go out right. and get, um, I mean, really, who is our Tuchel maybe? Top tier? I mean, coaches are.
1: I'm not, I would say Tuchel, I would say Atletico Madrid's coach. Yeah, I would account, I'd say he's I mean, top top tier. Everybody I love Simeone. I, I love him. He's. You,
0: a- but everybody united would fucking hate him because he plays what? Defensively, you know. He doesn't play. You know. He
1: doesn't play attacking football. I I think he has great, great tactics. tactics. And again, I think the players want to win things. Again, okay. Um, but let's get back to Pochettino.
0: Let's let's kind of like close this out. Let's close the podcast out with this. Last year he had what? Uh, Neymar and Mbappe. Was Neymar hurt, or did his sister's wedding hangover last a longer? Eh, you know, that's that's a uh, that's a uh, you know that's uh, Just up, debatable. Uh, up to debate, right? But you have pretty much a world-class team this year. You've already probably locked up um, Ligon. Uh, ...but yet you don't win your group. I just... ...and you get back to Pochettino where he's handled, you know, he's been at the spotlight, you know, he's been at the World Big Clubs. Why did he fail at Tottenham? Why didn't players respond to the next year when he pretty much had the same squad? That's the thing I have with Pochettino is... ...is he a big-time coach...
1: He is. He, he wasn't backed at Tottenham. And I think it's because he spoke his mind. And I think Daniel Levy did him <laughs> wrong. Uh, and that's my personal opinion. I think if he would have gotten backed and been able to bring in the likes of Canes and Sons, I he think did. they would have won things. He already had and Sons. I'm saying the likes of. Like players of that elk. Two spurs. And that's what I think United would... De- For all of Ole's downfalls, he was given $400 million. And that's the difference. That's the difference between a Spurs and Levy who are tight-walleted and they don't want to – and we talk – and I talk all kinds of shit about the Glazers. They will spend money. They will spend it and they will spend it and then they will spend it again. So this narrative of Potch and Spurs, again, this is just an outside looking in and listening to some of their podcasts and some of their fans. When he got them to their apex – which was a champions league final when Pochettino came out and said he wanted more and he went and by he, by that he meant money because there were certain players he thought weren't of that level. They didn't do that. And I felt like, I think that was their huge downfall because the, those big star players came in with the same old stuff that he basically dragged them to tactically and they were doing the same thing over again. It didn't work. So that's why I know and i and the reason why i say no with confidence is because he's done it in our league i know he can do it again I, because it's it's been proven but now he would have a machine behind an absolute machine of money a war chest to go do whatever he wanted to do if he if and this is my humble opinion if he thinks that cristiano ronaldo's not the best forward or cavani's not the best forward i think he'll move in a different direction i honestly do I think he would have the balls and the stones to tell them mm-hmm. he's not the guy up front. It might be Mason. Mason might be the direction you need to go in. Maybe you know you need to go get Erling Holland. Maybe you need to drop some of these guys. Pogba, you keep going back and forth. Doesn't want to sign. Let's move on. I think he would make those moves. Whereas a brand new Ten Hag coming in, oh my God, Manchester United, big players, big you know egos, characters. It might not be something the first year he might not want to come in and upset the apple cart. I don't think Poch is tripping about all that stuff. I think he's focused and understands that people know what's the what's scratch on him. He hasn't lifted any trophies. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. He needs to stay in Paris to be able to lift that league on title. He needs to stay there. If I was him, I would. He needs to at least lift a trophy and say, hey, my CV has I won the France title. You may not love it. It may be called a Farmers League, but at least I, when I went there, I lifted it. So I think he should stay the rest of the summer. I think they should bring in a Valverde, see what happens because it's better than Carrick, and then come at Potch as hard as possible. Come at Ten Hag even. I'm not, I'm not saying he's trash. I'm, I hope I'm not coming across that way. But come at those two guys, full tilt, summertime guys, this is what... We want to know what your plan is. Excuse me, not... This is our plan. We want to know what your game plan is tactically and what you want to do at your project. We'll give you four years to do it. And then let's go.
0: Yeah. I mean, you brought up a great point. Now you're kind of like... He's kind of changing my perspective, you see, of the the things that you spoke of, Potch, about, you know, um, obviously dealing with the Premier League, dealing with the egos... You know, um, I mean, it's shaking things up. So let's hope um, let's hope we, they, they, we can figure it out. Um, I'd rather figure it out more sooner than later. But, yeah. but what we need to do and what United needs to do is find a coach that embraces Manchester and Manchester, yeah. period. Because the past couple of coaches, what's in common with the past couple of coaches? Their families don't live in Manchester.
1: And and Potch, Potch said today, he said, I love Paris. Now, I don't know if that means that his wife loves Paris or his kids love Paris. I don't even know if he has kids. But he said he loves Paris. He has no intentions of doing anything right now. So, you know, Ten Hag kind of said the same thing. I'm focused on, you know, IX. You know, I'm here. I love it here. We have a plan. He kind of left the door open, didn't he? Just said he's not talking to them right now. So I think both of those guys, it's Manchester United. They're not going to to look at us and go, huh? they're sitting at home thinking, I hope they call in the summer. Because they want to win titles. Tyn Hag's going to win that title this year. He's going to. Poch is going to win the title in France. Th- he's going to. But you best believe if their agent calls them and says, hey, season's over and Manchester United called. They're taking the call. They're taking that. That's we are, in my opinion, the biggest club in the world. You look at algorithms on social media. Look at look all around the world from podcasts, videos. We we are the dog. Yeah. We are the staple of football club. We just need to match that on the pitch, we're the Dallas, off the pitch. Wait, 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 wait.
0: It. You see, are you saying we're the Dallas Cowboys of
1: football? There's no question about it. Yeah. There's no if you if you look we at have, TikTok which... Tic, I know people don't like TikTok. But TikTok
0: we have shit since <laughs> t- the 90s. As
1: the yeah, Cowboys. but but look at the branding. Look it's Pittsburgh Steelers and Cowboys because look at when they travel. Look how many Cowboy fans go to the games. Wow, look the at the Pittsburgh Cowboys. Steelers when they travel. It's a look Cowboys, how many actually. fans go to the games. It's almost like they have a a more of an advantage when they travel sometimes. Because they show up because they're what? Their brand is so large. They they their fans are all over. They're in Arizona, they're in California, they're in Texas. They're all over the place. It's the same way with United. And that's what I'm saying. This is a machine. It's a well-oiled machine. The issue is we're ran by bankers who look at that machine and say, How many dividends can I churn out this semester? Or this quarter, excuse me. That's how that's how they're looking at it. If we could get a structure in place where they said how many titles can we pump out? Because that's only going to make us bigger. Then we would have a really big problem on everyone else's hands. At the moment, it's more how many dollars can we get this Adidas deal renewed? That's why I'm a little bit afraid of Ronaldo, him having that Nike contract, and, and them looking at that and saying, "How can we pull off of it?" That makes me a little bit nervous. But I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I really think that. You, you you talk about players and what do we say all the time you know he's coming from this league it's going to take him a couple of seasons to get acclimated to the players and the system and the, the the toughness it's the same for coaches they got they got to be able to adjust to these new coaches in my opinion we have the best coaches in our league Pep Klopp, Tuchel, they're all there they're all in our league and they're all they're they're, they're buying for titles every single season FA cups Community Shields that I know you hate and Carabao Cups I know you hate. But they're trying to win those every single season. So whoever steps to that throne, they got to be ready for that. And it's it's difficult. It's tough. It's 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 the best, in my humble opinion, it's the best league in the world right now. There's no question. So it's it's not going to be easy for either one of those guys, Tin Hag or potcher or whoever, you know, gets it. And I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But whoever yeah. gets it. I think that they're going to be stepping into a situation where the players are there. They're there. You just got to tell them, hey, you guys are great. You've know, you you've had great careers and lifted things and won these types of things. I don't give a shit. Now it's time to do it for United. You haven't, done, you haven't done anything. You haven't been relevant in your league since 2013. You haven't been relevant. And it's time to put yourselves back on the map. They've got to come in with that mentality or they don't have a chance. Damn, see. do you sell cars too? On the side, only on On the the weekends. On the
0: weekends? Well, hey, hook me up with a car because, you know, I'll buy Whatever you want, I'll buy it. Buy it from you. You're selling me on Poch. You're selling me on Poch. You're selling me on Poch. I'm not a big fan, but I I, want to salvage Champions League, period. Yeah. That's what I want to do. We're at the top of the group. I think we need somebody to guide us there. And if we can go get Pochettino right now. I know we're not gonna ten egg. If you think Pochettino is the man who he is, the coach who he is, and you're hearing that he's never been happy, I think he lives in a hotel. He lives
1: in a hotel in Paris. He's ready to move. He he, he knows he knows that it was this close. His Because if his all family, they, if all would have shit the bed early, we would have got Pochettino.
0: His family. Guaranteed. Lives in London, from what I heard. So. Tell oh, him. That's what I'm saying. Well, what we need is somebody, a coach, a manager, to embrace Manchester United, period, like Sir Alex did. Not say, oh, I'm living in the Lowry, I'm going to fucking, you know, I don't speak English. No, 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 no. You need need somebody that's going to fucking buy a house there in Manchester, live in Manchester amongst the people. Maybe it's like fucking a coach to watch Ted Lasso. Just, hey, watch a couple of episodes of Ted Lasso, man, and see how that's fucking going, right? I know it's a fucking thing. I know we see you laughing at me. Right it's a It's,
1: it's a so great fun. show. I don't it's care fun. what anybody says. It's, it's one of my favorite shows. A,
0: it's a great show. But embrace the culture of Manchester. Get your fingernails dirty of the Manchester United fans. And then maybe maybe you turn the ship, ship around. And maybe that is pochettino but that's my advice for him hey you need to embrace yourself and um and don't be corporate because Manchester united fans know you're fake if you know you just do the corporate spiel Alrighty see let's get to the let's get the final let's let's finally close this out with the we have chelsea the weekend and does not look like we have any coach so michael character will be at the helm um what uh, kind of ass whooping are we getting
1: this weekend? Good old fashioned, uh, behind the barn, uh, with a belt, Take with the lunch, switch. Your... Well, we had
0: a little technical difficulties there talking uh, but, um, you know, basically he just reiterated the fact that he thinks we're going to get our ass kicked at the, the weekend. Um, uh, regarding that, uh, Let's see. Let's see what United does. Let's. I predict. uh, Hopefully. Fortunately for Michael Carrick. So we can get the chop. uh, We lose. Probably 2-1. Ronaldo will get a score. uh, Keep his goal scoring streak. But that's it. Um, And fortunately for the coaching staff. Michael Carrick and them. Get the chop after this. And we need to move forward. We need to move forward to new coaching staff let's see what happens so have a great thanksgiving everyone um let's see what happens at the weekend and lucky diaz we get i could love you but why